0: On today's episode of Refill and Chill, sponsored by Anchor, it's Marvel Monday. We've got a lot to talk about. we got what's new in the MCU, the new Spider-Man trailer, the Hawkeye midseason review, the Into the Spider-Verse review, a first look at the Across the Spider-Verse, and your three what-ifs. It's time to refill and chill. I need a refill. <laughs> Welcome back, Refill Nation. It's another beautiful Marvel Monday here on Refill and Chill. I'm your host, Dylan Fields. Let's get right to it, guys. We have a lot to unpack, but let's start right back where we left off with what's new in the MCU. That movie, Eternals, did a lot for this world. Um, We do now have a celestial hanging out of the core of the Earth and Surprisingly, the Eternals has reportedly led to a two hundred and fifty percent rise in searches for to learn sign language for beginners, thanks to Lauren Ridloff's popular role as Mark. Wow, I am like totally butchering this, Makari. Um, that's incredible. You know, it was a groundbreaking performance for the first deaf superhero, which I am going to lead into Hawkeye eventually. Um, but it's just so cool to see that Marvel is expanding its uh, audience, looking for new markets to target new. Uh, people to watch Um, also breaking news Scarlett Johansson is officially reuniting with Marvel Studios for a top secret new project which she will produce but confirmed she is not reprising her role as black widow now I don't know if that means just for the sake of live-action role or if that even means the possibility of what if season two Um, I believe that what if season two is already in production And they've already got that actress who's playing Black Widow's voice in the other episodes previously. So I guarantee we won't see her as the Scarlet Witch anymore, or the Scarlet Witch, the Black Widow anymore. Um, But hey, welcome back, Scarlet. We missed you. Uh, Paul Rudd was named Sexiest Man Alive, and wow, that is boosting his freaking ego. Let me tell you, um, he (laughs) is going to get business cards that says Paul Rudd, Sexiest Man Alive. He says he's never going to let that go. Kind of cool, though, Ant-Man being the sexiest man alive. We are two weeks away from No Way Home, and boy, I was chomping at the bit for that trailer. And when we got that trailer, all I can say was it was everything I wanted except seeing Andrew and Toby. But, hey, if they were to show us Andrew and Toby, there'd be no reason to go to the movie, right? For anyone who's not a big fan. Um, But if you're a big fan like us, we're always going to go regardless. So it was great to see that new trailer with all the new updated looks of the uh, villains like Green Goblin, Electro, the Lizard, Doc Ock. And to get some other info, um, like Doctor Strange saying, you know, I can't control them. They're coming in. I can't stop them. You know, I don't know if that's talking about the villains or other threats to the multiverse or even just Andrew and Toby. Um, There's a lot of questions that are going into this new movie, and I cannot wait for it. We already have our tickets secured for opening night, Thursday, December 16th. Um, I mean, I'm not going to sleep the night before. I'm so excited for that movie. Hawkeye is amazing. If you haven't started Hawkeye, I don't know what you're waiting for because it is incredible. Starts off right where we left in 2012. A flashback to the Loki invasion with a Shatari. We see young Kate Bishop, who is Haley Steinfeld, older. She's with her mother and her father in their penthouse apartment suite. And she looks out the window and sees the Shatari destroying the city. And Clint Barton is throwing arrows left and right, jumping off buildings. And that inspired her to be a hero. And she wanted a bone arrow. Flash forward to 2020. Ooh. 2020 let's see 2025 they really haven't confirmed if it was 24 or 25 I think it's the Christmas of 25 though and she's you know showing her great archery skills breaks down a big tower at her college gets kicked out of school runs into Clint Barton because she's wearing her his Ronin suit that was auctioned off um, in a secret um, underground black market auction. Um, there's a lot of shady shit going on in the first episode. We meet Kate Bishop's mother, who's played by Vera Farmiga, who I don't trust one bit. I think she's going to be one of the big bosses of this episode, or this series, one of the big villains. Um, she's got a fiancé who ended up being Tony Dalton's character, who is Jack, um, the swordsman. They want you to believe that he's the bad guy in this series, but I truly think he's going to come out and be like, no, I'm on your side. Like He's the good guy. Um In the comics, I think the Swordsman was one of Clint Barton, like the Ronan characters, um, like mentors. So I feel like in episode four, as we go into the next week, they're going to uh, know each other from the past or Clint's going to recognize him. Um, But the biggest introduction to this series, other than Lucky the Pizza Dog, is Echo. Holy shit. She is Awesome, And this pretty much just confirms everything that we've been looking forward to with the crossover between Marvel's Daredevil with Kingpin. Kingpin is finally making his way into the MCU. Um, Maya's, in the comics, Maya's father worked for Kingpin. And when her father was killed, Kingpin adopted Maya. And in this show, specifically, Hawkeye, Maya's father is killed by... We see a flashback of Ronan killing her father. And there is a character called Uncle who grabs her cheek and laughs. And it sounds a lot like Vincent D'Onofrio's voice from Daredevil when he played Kingpin in that show. Uh, There's other things that lead to it other than Maya's connections to Kingpin. The tracksuit mafia, they work for Kingpin. And in the flashback, when Maya's father was killed, he was at the Fat Man auto shop. Fat Man. Kingpin's the biggest man in the freaking universe. I don't know if they're just basically putting neon flashing science in Kingpin here, Kingpin here, Kingpin here. here, But that's what it looks like. Kingpin is on his freaking way. Um, There's been other clues that Clint Barton has mentioned. Like, you don't want to mess with the boss. And, um... There was during the auction. They mentioned how Ronan almost killed the um, leader of this, you know, crime lord, but didn't or you know whatever. We'll find out. I think we're gonna find out in the next episode or two. We still have yet to see Elena, but there was a mid-season preview that showed um, someone in a black mask that looked a lot like Spider-Man's black suit and far from home, but it had glowing eyes and it looks like the comic book version of Yelena's Black Widow. Um, So I think she's coming next episode. It's got to happen soon. I really like Hawkeye. I really truly never cared too much about Clint Barton's character. The only reason I did like him was because of his whole family aspect growing, um, growing along the storyline of Age of Ultron and learning who he really is and how he doesn't really want to be the superhero. Like, um, you know, all eyes on me in the media, which I can respect that. Um, But now I have such a larger respect for his character and Kate Bishop, as uh, Haley Steinfeld as Kate Bishop. She is just absolutely destroying this role and killing this character. I mean, she was made for this part. Through and through, this is her, like... This is her best performance yet, and I think that she was named number two most wanted actresses, I think, on IMDb because of how well she's doing in this performance. So, congrats to her. She's got a bright future, especially in the MCU. She's definitely going to be in more projects coming up. Um, I would hope that she's going to play in the Young Avengers role, but we'll see what happens there. So, anyways, if you haven't seen Hawkeye, check it out. Check out that Spider-Man trailer. Spider-Man's coming in 2 weeks. 2 weeks, which I think will be the same week of the season finale for Hawkeye. So, w- I wouldn't be surprised if something that's announced in the season finale of Hawkeye might draw into Spider-Man: No Way Home. Um Yeah. So, let's head let's head to the ad break and when we come back, I have my Into the Spider-Verse review. Once again, as always, Anchor is free. Um, you guys, I finally got to into the Spider-Verse. I don't know what took me so long. Um, but you know what? It was pretty good. Pretty damn good, like everybody has told me. And I really am kicking myself that I waited three years to freaking watch it. Uh, Miles Morales, he's got a bright future in the MCU if they end up bringing him in. I think that uh, he could be just what the MCU needs in terms of passing on the torch for Tom Holland's character. I do believe Tom Holland will have a couple more movies. Um, Amy Pascal, one of the leaders of this Sony team has said they are looking forward to another trilogy of Spider-Man. And I believe that they want Tom Holland to be it. But as Tom Holland has says, you know, if there's to ever be another movie beyond this, That it would be a lot different from what we have seen. And I think he is just alluding to that No Way Home literally is figuratively and physically No Way Home. They are not going back to the MCU. We are crossing into that Spider Verse. So that's why I finally took the time to watch this movie. And I thought it was incredible. I genuinely think that um, the characters of Gwen Stacy and Spider Man Noir and uh, like the. Porter, I think like Spider-Porter, or whatever his name was, Porter-Pig, from Blooney Tune Universe. All those characters were so cool. Kingpin, obviously, like now I'm on a Kingpin kick. I'm watching Daredevil, finally. It just took me forever to get to that as well. Um, I'm trying to learn more about his character. And it was cool to see him as the big bad, or to see Dr. Olivia Octavius... And the Green Goblin, they're all just different variants of these characters that we've known and loved throughout the years. What an experience, though. And then, ironically, I finished the movie, and two hours later, across the Spider-Verse, a new first look of the movie, the, um, the sequel to the first one, came out. So that was perfect timing for me, if, if not. Um, that was awesome. A lot to look forward to. The first glimpse was him and Gwen Stacy going through this portal. So now that the multiverse is open, I wonder if this is going to take place after the events that has happened um, due to Loki, due to No Way Home, due to everything that we've seen with these Nexus events. And I wonder now if we're going to see Miles Morales on live screen, live action. That would be cool. That's all I got for Into the Spider-Verse and Across the Spider-Verse. It's time for the three what-ifs, the random questions that wrap up the show. Number one, what if Thanos was right and he explained that he was on our side all along? This goes back to Eternals and how Thanos, you know, delayed the celestial invasion. Um, You know, what if he knew all along that this was the only way to save our planet or the galaxy, really, Um, or the universe, really? Um, seeing in Hawkeye, uh, you know, wrote down on that bathroom sink Thanos was right really makes me wonder, like, what people mean by that. If it's truly because people think that the life was better in the blip, or um, if we do need to <laughs> not so much go back to the blip, but we really could use a little less people in this world. Um, makes me think. What if number two? What if No Way Home is Spider Man's last film in the MCU? Now, I kind of touched on this, but I truly believe that this will be Tom Holland's last, like, solo movie in the MCU. I truly believe that moving forward, they're going to stick with that, like, Spider-Verse, like, theme of there's a Sony-verse, we're going to have Marbius coming up. And, you know, all those questions I asked with all the different spider Man, you know, universes bleeding into one, it just doesn't make sense how they're going forward. So I'll be... Interested to see where we move on from this film into the next series of movies for Tom Holland if he's even Spider-Man. What if number three? What if Kingpin was the secret buyer in Ant-Man and the Wasp? Now this movie came out I think back in 2019 or 2018, and we never really got an answer for who the secret buyer of these weapons were. And there's a there's a feeling I'm getting. I'm like my Spidey senses are tingling. In Hawkeye, we have seen Ant-Man and Rogers the musical when he wasn't there for the invasion in 2012. We have seen a PIM arrow, which was incredible. That's two little like nods to Ant-Man so far in three episodes, and it makes me wonder: Are they doing that because they're trying to like give us hints that? Maybe Kingpin was the buyer all along, and this will tie back into Ant-Man and the Wasp. Makes me wonder. But stew on that. Finish Hawkeye. Enjoy Spider-Man. We'll talk about it when that comes out. I can't wait to go over the rest of Hawkeye with you. Can't wait to talk about Daredevil as soon as I finish that. Um, But be sure to follow this podcast. If you like what you're hearing, head over to iTunes. Give us a review. Follow us on Spotify, Google Play, wherever you're listening to Refill and Chill. And until next time, you guys... Stay safe, and we'll uh, catch up with you later. See you. Chill out, dickwad.